Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I remember seeing this firefighter and I approached him, he had been doing CPR for at least 30 minutes, which you know, for anyone who's even done CPR for two minutes, you know, was an incredible physical feat. And he was completely exhausted and his face was flushed and his goggles were so fogged from the effort of the resuscitation. And I remember coming up to him and I didn't want to disrupt him because he was decontaminating himself. So he taken off all of his PPE and that's like the most dangerous part so you don't want to you don't want to interrupt that process but as soon as he had done that I asked him if I could take his photograph and he just said he just turned to me he's like okay and then he just stood for one second I'm like okay take this picture really quickly and he left before I could actually get his name so I had to do a little bit of sleuthing um, and I looked back on the other pictures that I'd taken and it just so happened that one shot caught the back of his fire, firefighter's jacket. When I look at that uh, photograph, that portrait of him, I see incredible courage, incredible bravery. So it's a very meaningful shot for me. What does an emergency room look like in the middle of a pandemic? How does everyone prepare? What is the emotional toll? Many are lucky enough not to experience it firsthand. But for the emergency room nurses, doctors, staff, and patients, it's an entirely different story. One Toronto emergency physician, Dr. Don Lim, decided to use her skills as a photographer to document COVID-19's effect on her hospital. She shows the world what she and her colleagues go through every day as they work to save lives. Hi. I'm Tristan Dilala from the TV show Nurses. This is Notes from the Frontline, a podcast telling personal stories from the heart of the pandemic. Today on the podcast, Dr. Lim shares the moving stories captured on film in the emergency room and why it's so important that we all see this side of the curtain. Don Lim. Um, I'm an emergency doctor and an assistant professor at the University Health Network in Toronto. I've been working here since 2010. Uh, other than medicine, I'm also a storyteller, so I'm particularly interested in documentary photography and creative nonfiction. For me, storytelling, like it's, it's sort of evolved over a few years but I've become particularly interested in in the choices that people make and I'm really interested in like what does it mean to live an interesting and rich life and you know the stories on health and education all of those things weave through and it, it all sort of becomes two sides of 
who I am, I guess, it's sort of how I would describe my work. It was, I think, around mid-March. Um, you remember when like, the NBA got cancelled and Trump was closing down the borders and the schools were closing and it seemed like everything was happening so quickly. Well, the hospital was so busy too. We were, every day was something new, something that we needed to learn, new protocols, um, all about the personal protective equipment. And you know, it, it was one of those things where I just kept on being, I just kept on, I couldn't take my eyes off of the news. And I was, the, the thought that just kept on coming to me was, I can't believe this is happening. This is so unreal. And it just, it felt like such a once in a lifetime event. And I remember thinking, this is something that's never happened to anyone. And, and hopefully this will never happen again. And it occurred to me that it would just make an incredible story. And I was so surprised that no one was talking about that. And I thought about it and I almost, I almost didn't even decide to do it. And then it just turns out that I had taken two uh, photo essays in the hospital before. So I knew how it worked um, to take photographs in the hospital. So I mentioned it to the PR group. And I remember thinking, they're going to think this is crazy because everyone is too stressed to even want to agree to be photographed. But I could, it was one of those stories that I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of the thought. And it wasn't until when I started to talk to some of my colleagues who had actually um, worked through SARS. I, I was a medical student, so I was taken out of the hospital. So I, I didn't experience it firsthand, but several of my senior colleagues did. It wasn't until one of them said, we were never asked how we felt. We, no one cared about how we were feeling. No one cared about our story. It wasn't until she said that, that I said, you know, I have to, I have to take this uh, chance. I have to take this photo. I say, they can tell me that it's a bad idea and they can tell me it's not a good time, but I'll work around it. But I felt that it needed to be told. And so, and that's how I, that's how I came up with the photo essay idea. You know, when I first started taking photography lessons, I studied at Ryerson and uh, I didn't, I took it up not really knowing where it would lead me. I actually was very interested in uh, landscape photography because I used to, I, I love to travel. So that's why I thought I should figure out how to use my camera. Um, and then it, the first few years, it, it, my days would be so separate. So, you know, I would work or teach and I would go to rounds and then in the evenings I would join a completely different group of people they didn't know I was a doctor um, we would be talking about paper and you know what kind of inks would work really well for the shot which is like completely foreign to me so I would have these you know very dichotomous days and so you know for many years I had completely separated those two parts of my life until I had a, a chance uh, with a, a documentary class and the documentary assignment was you know, to take a picture, take a photograph of something, but don't have any people in it. And then I had this idea that it would be really interesting to photograph the, the emergency department because it's not something that is easily accessible. And I was so naive. I thought it would, okay, it would just be so easy to take photographs at the hospital. It was actually really difficult. Yeah. Um, but when I started that first project, to me, that's when things really clicked. And that was when uh, I had that first chance of seeing my work, but from the opposite side and to sort of focus on small details and, uh, you know, 
it's things like like cracks in the hospital wall or like how busy their suscitation room looked like after someone um someone had like gone through those types of things i don't think i ever really saw again because it was you know you're so busy in something so for me that was the first time that i thought you know maybe i could tell stories of the hospital and i could tell the stories of the people who i worked with and i could and in that way also tell my story actually very helpful that I had photographed the department before so people were used to seeing me with a camera so it wasn't an unusual idea so people had already known my style and they knew that I could be sensitive with you know with patients if I had patients or um, with the, the people who worked in the hospital so I think from that sense plus they knew me there was that sense of hmm, okay that makes sense so I, I, I emailed people and I said just so you know I have I have permission, let me know if you don't feel comfortable with this, um, just ignore me. And because I photographed um, after I would work a shift, so I was already like working with everyone during the day. And um, it was it was a continuation of my day. I would you know finish my work and then I would pick up my camera and it, it would be you know pretty much the same group that I had worked with. And I think people were very receptive because people knew that it needed to be told. And so I would say in general, it was very, the group was very welcoming to me. Even people that I didn't know beforehand, I, I got to know. So that was really great. And uh, people like, for instance, people from other services that I, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I've had seen their names on consults before and maybe I'd known them or read about them, but I had never talked to them. So because I had to, get consent and tell them who I was and why I was doing this. I had a chance to chat with them. So it was really great to meet people and to break down that barrier of anonymity because it was, it was a, it was a group story. And it was something that very quickly I realized um, was bigger than the emergency department. You know, it's very different when it's very different for me when I'm not the one who is in the action. So I'm not the co-team leader or, you know, it's not my patient and I'm, I'm in the role of observer. It's, it's, it's an incredible privilege. And the only way I can describe it is it's like you see, so you see something that you, you do all the time, but you don't really get a chance to experience it because you're so busy with the thoughts in your mind and you're trying to get, you're trying to rush through and you're, you're so worried about, you know, uh, the patient, is the patient going to do fine? What's the next step? It's almost like you've seen it so many times that you don't see it anymore, just if that makes sense. So to be the photographer, I felt so proud of my team, honestly. I just, I felt that, you know, to just capture these small moments, it was, it was such a privilege to me that they, first of all, didn't even seem to be bothered that I was there. And, and the fact that it was like I was, I was part of their team, but I was showing their story. So for me, I felt prouder than as if I was the person who was actually in the code. The second photograph that really I thought was very meaningful took place maybe 10 minutes after the photograph for the firefighter. And that was the, the time of death. So um, one thing that is, one thing that I've, probably many people don't know is that families are usually present at resuscitations. This is pre-COVID. Um, 
you know, we usually do invite family members to, to witness the resuscitation, um, regardless of the outcome, because we know that it, it actually does uh, end up, creates better outcomes for the family in general, as far as closing the whole loop. But, you know, now that with COVID, I mean, of course, for this situation, they would have been allowed, but there was there were no family members and no friends. And, and I remember looking at this photograph and it was the pause that the team takes when they call the time of death. And to me, it was very touching because it's a moment that most people don't get to see. Um, uh, you know, the team had done something really incredible and despite their efforts, um, the patient still died. And to me, it was a very poignant photo and it was a very sad photo and you know it captured something that I think when people who are in that photograph look at it they 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 feel that there was you know it was a very special moment for their team as well so to me that uh, that photograph really resonates as well it was the only photograph that when I taken it I looked at it more carefully I, I realized oh that's that's what it was and so it was very touching for me. I think a lot of us are realizing that the pandemic is going to be a marathon. So there, there are definitely ups and downs. I think the initial uh, few weeks were incredibly stressful and it was filled with uncertainty. It's still like that um, because it, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen. And so, you know, maybe some of the original fear has dissipated because we know, okay, we, we can do this, it, it's it's going to be tough, there's always going to be obstacles. I think right now the most important thing for me, um, the reason why I'm so glad that the photo essay is there to share, is for people to to remind themselves that you know this this was the amazing work that we had done. We've, we've come really far, we still have a lot of work to do, but I hope that people look at those photographs and, and remember um, you know, that, that feeling of being together as a team. So when things do happen and things can, can inevitably change, that, that it's something that they, they remember. That, that's what I hope. Um, you know, I think a lot of Canadians, and it's not just Canadians, of course, everyone around the world has made incredible sacrifices. Um, and so I think it's, it feels great as a healthcare worker to feel the love of Canadians and their support and gratitude. And I want people to know that it's reciprocated because we do this for people, you know, it, it's our it's our joy and it's our privilege to serve others. And um, so I hope that that's what people will realize from the pictures. Thank you, Dr. Don Lim, for showing us those snapshots of care, connection, and humanity in the emergency room. Not only are you saving lives, but making sure these moments are never forgotten. To see Dawn's powerful images, visit uhn.ca. Her photography is also featured online at mclean's.ca. Direct links to her photography will be in today's episode description. Before we say goodbye, Dawn wanted us to tell you about Second Harvest and Daily Bread Food Bank. They provide hunger relief to those in need in Ontario and British Columbia. To find out how you can help, go to dailybread.ca or secondharvest.ca. If you live outside those regions, find out what food charities are serving in your area. Thanks for listening. 
to notes from the front line. We have more stories from nurses, doctors, and volunteers coming up on this season of the podcast, but we're always looking for more. If you or someone you know has a powerful, personal story about or related to a frontline worker, share it with us. Visit entertainmentonepodcast.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, feel free to give us a rating and leave us a review. Or just share this story with someone who might appreciate it. This episode was produced by Adrian Muhajirin, Kimberly Hakuman, and Allison Bruff. Special thanks to the team at UHN for their support. Once again, I'm Tristan D. Lala. Notes from the Frontline is brought to you by Entertainment One with the support of Global TV, the cast of the TV show Nurses, and ICF Films. If you're in Canada, stream season one of Nurses now on the Global TV app. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.